Welcome to Intersect, where church meets culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of community and discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. And I am joined as always by she who needs no introduction, the lovely <laughs> Betsy Desch. Betsy, how are you doing today? Good. Great to be here today. So everybody, we've got a, a serious but incredibly important topic today. We're going to do this in two podcasts, and the topic for these two podcasts is porn-proofing our kids. How do we prepare and equip our kids to face the reality of living in a pornified culture and the fact that they are going to face pornography at some point? They are almost guaranteed to be exposed at some point in their life we want them prepared. We want them equipped. And of course, we hope they'll make the best decision they possibly can. Bets, let's start the discussion this way. Especially in the media, especially in sitcoms, in movies, Christians are portrayed as, you know, Ned Flanders. We are portrayed as the uh, holy rollers who are, you know, our main message is what not to do. And when it comes to sex, Christians are often portrayed as sex negative. Is this a fair criticism? Yeah, so I think um, there are those out there who would say Christians are the people who are um, sexually restrained, out of touch with their own desires, out of touch with their own sexuality, because all Christians say is sex is bad and don't do it. Or they'll say Christians have this crazy standard for keep sex within the marital boundary. So I, I definitely think Christians have that uh, reputation in our culture. Is it fair? I think yes and no. It is a struggle to talk to our kids about sex in a way that is sex positive. Um, unlike a lot of other things, I, I think, like, let's say you're going to talk to your child about drugs. You're never going to say, drugs are good in the right context. You know, if you're at a great party, cocaine is good. If you're not at a good yeah. party, you should abstain from the cocaine. If you say that, we, we've got a whole nother podcast for you. Right. So sex is an area where there's um, where we need to handle it more delicately and with more nuance to say sex is a wonderful thing within the right context. So are we sex negative by saying that sex is a gift to be used according to design? I don't think so. Um, let's say you give your child a toy and you say, just do whatever you want with it. It doesn't matter what the instructions are. You just decide how to use it. You know, no one would do that. So in the same way, Christians at our best are saying sex is a gift from God, and God is the one who tells us how it should be used. So um, when we enjoy the gift as intended by God, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you give your kid an Xbox and they decide to treat it as a bath toy, uh, <laughs> And uh, hopefully that, that hasn't happened. Uh, obviously, that's not using something according to its design. As Christians, we're simply saying you should use something according to its design. God's created sex according to his design. And so can Christians be the most sex positive of everybody? Absolutely, we can. That's it's a right. beautiful thing. That's All right. we're saying is use it according to design. Okay, Bets, let's move on to this. The challenges parents face today in raising our children, you used a great phrase the other day um, that really hit, makes this point. We are now raising our children in the age of mobile porn. And let's let's make our audience aware a little bit of the scope of porn right now. 
So let's just even back up to what's in the news these days. We've got news of, uh, you know, big leaders in our country interacting with porn stars. That's in the news right there yeah, where our children true. can see it. That's true. You know, so it's not even, you don't even have to go and look for this stuff. It will come and find you. So um, as we kind of thought about specifically porn and children, we found um, there are different numbers out there saying, what's the average age of first exposure? It seems like kind of a composite figure is somewhere around age of 11. Yep. Another study that we looked at gave stats on um, the number of children who are exposed to porn by the age of 18. Now, this study came out in 2008. So picture the iPhone mm. is one year old, right? Yep. In 2008, 93% of adolescent boys were exposed to pornography by the age of 18. I think it was 62% of girls. Now, again, that was when the iPhone was one year old. So you have to figure those, those figures have probably ticked up slightly. Yeah, some stats I found. First of all, there is some debate on the web about exactly you know what percentage of men are looking at porn on a weekly basis, what percentage of women, all that sort of thing. But... Um, some the porn industry has their own statistics that they release and of course they're not hiding it they're proud of their statistics because they're wanting to grow their business and make as much money as possible according to one um very uh, uh well-known pornographic website that releases their statistics in the year 2016 4.6 billion hours worth of of pornographic material was viewed on this one website and and probably the piece of data that i found the most interesting is as of 2016, now over half of all porn is viewed on mobile devices. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is huge, parents, because we we have to get out of our mind that the way that our kids are are going to first be exposed to porn or only consume porn is in locked in a room with a computer, with a desktop or a laptop. Rather, we now live in an era where the high likelihood is your child will be exposed to porn um, in the locker room, on the on the bus, M maybe not from their own smartphone, but from the smartphone of a friend who says, hey, come here, I'm going to show you something funny. Look at this. That is probably the way now that, you know, I don't know, 70, 80 percent, maybe higher of kids first see porn. Right. All right. So we need to define our terms here uh, because we, sh we shouldn't assume that everybody automatically knows what we mean by porn or what we mean by porn proofing. So, Bets, let's define those two terms. Yeah, so in thinking about this in terms of children, a great way to open the conversation with your children is um, defining pornography as showing the private parts of men and women, uh, parts that should be covered by a swimsuit. You know, it's very basic. Mm -hmm. It's um, something that a child can understand. But I like, I like how broad that is. Right. Um, because it is really getting to what used to be this distinction between softcore porn, hardcore porn. It, it, it's all porn. Obviously, some of it's worse than um, other stuff, but it, it all fits this definition of porn. What about porn proofing? What do we mean by that? Um, well, we're thinking about porn proofing as kind of equipping and preparing our kids to respond in the right way to porn. So obviously, this is assuming that they will more than likely be exposed. And when they're exposed... Our goal is to help equip our children to reject it. The goal is not to try to build some invincible wall, meaning they'll be protected from porn no matter what, because honestly, in the day and age of mobile porn, that is probably impossible. Probably impossible. So the goal is just to yep. equip and prepare them to say, oh, I, 
my parents have talked to me about this. I know what this is. I know it's not good for me. So I'm going to walk away. Yeah. And, and parents just want to say this. If your goal is, I don't ever want my kids to see porn, of course we would say that's a great goal. But what we want to do is, you know, give you a, 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 quite frankly, a dose of reality to say, if your parenting approach is, I'm simply going to put up all the walls against porn, but I'm never going to talk about porn. Uh, the likelihood is your kids will encounter it at some point and they won't be as prepared to make the right choice because you haven't talked about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we mean by porn proofing. All right, let's get right into the uh, big question here. Why should we porn proof our kids? Bets and I have a lot of reasons that we can give you here. And I'll just say this. There's all kinds of, you just Google the effects of pornography uh, on, on children, on adults, the Florida legislature actually is considering passing a bill right now that would declare porn a public health crisis. Mm -hmm. Another interesting note is, and this is certainly not a Christian organization, um, the, those who put out the DSM, the Diagnostic uh, Manual for, for uh, different addictions, compulsions, that sort of thing, they have considered adding porn addiction to the DSM. They haven't done it yet, but my prediction is it's going to get added. And again, this has nothing to do with Christianity. This is just people are recognizing what porn does. So let me share a few things. Porn, proof, uh, porn teaches our kids a certain kind of ethics about sex, which are not only anti-biblical, but it promotes violence against women. It promotes abuse against women. Of course, it could be against men as well, but oftentimes the violence and abuse is against women. There's no doubt that there is an objectification of women and of men, but particularly of women, uh, about women's bodies. And, and also this completely unrealistic, and in many ways, this, this is one of the worst things about porn, this completely unrealistic idea about what sex really is, about how God has designed sex to work between two loving, committed people in a marriage, and instead gets this totally unrealistic, fake idea of what sex is. That's what do you have? Well, our children are so impressionable, and they haven't learned how to be discerning and how to question the values that are portrayed, obviously. So if, if they're going to be exposed to pornography, they can really pick up a lot of lessons about, oh, well, this is, this is the norm of how people have sex. This is how they look. This is how mm -hmm. they act. Mm -hmm. Especially if you aren't giving them anything to push back against what they've seen, then they can just um, absorb those lessons and, and think, well, this is what a female body should look like, and anyone who doesn't look like this isn't desirable. This is, you know, this is how two people treat each other in a relationship, all this kind of stuff. So we really need to give them the tools to say th these, this is not how we learn our norms and our ethics about sex. We need to learn those in a way that um, is glorifying to the Lord most of all, but also affirming of our dignity um, as people made in God's image. Yeah, huge word there. Yep. And um, th that is really degraded in so many forms of pornography. Yeah, there is no dignity and there is no love in porn. I'll add a couple more things. First of all, scientists will tell you the female brain does not finish developing until the early 20s. The male brain does not finish, finish developing until roughly the mid-20s. And in fact, a lot of people would say the late 20s. So doesn't that explain a lot? <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like uh, that explains a lot of our early marriage because <laughs> we got married in our early 20s. You said it, not me. No, I'll admit it. Uh, oh, so we all know this, right? You don't want a child. That's why we protect our kids from so many things because they're not prepared for it. Literally, science is telling us our brains are not developed until this certain point. And because of that, our brains are particularly malleable and susceptible to addictions and this sort of thing. So is the porn industry targeting people, younger people, teens? Absolutely they are because their goal is to get the brain addicted to porn and therefore have a lifelong customer. Also, one other interesting thing, you can see this on the internet, um, but here's a headline from the Daily Mail. Porn addicts have brains like drug addicts. And apparently, if you're a porn addict, you have less gray matter, which I don't know what that means. (laughs) But you have less gray matter than a healthy brain, and that's not a good thing, folks. We need gray matter. We need it. Not sure what it is, but we got to have that. We got to have that gray matter. (laughs) So look, porn is physically hurting you. It's spiritually hurting you. Let's get to this question. When do we porn-proof our kids? Well, like we already said, the average age of first exposure seems to be somewhere around 11. So do you wait to have that conversation until middle school? Do you have this kind of awkward moment where you sit your child down and your face is flushed because you're going to talk about something awkward? Awkward. I don't think it needs to be that way. I think this is a conversation we can start with our kids. As soon as they're able to talk and interact with you, you can use... You can use the right names for body parts. You don't have to act awkward when you're asked different questions about things. Um, The point is you want to set yourself up as someone who is knowledgeable about these topics, someone who knows what's out there. So you can start talking about things. Even let's say you're in the grocery store with your five-year-old child and you see one of these magazines where, you know, somebody's got a really skimpy swimsuit on. You can say, wow, that person should have more clothing on. She's not treating her body um, with the dignity that it deserves. Or, you know, when you see, let's say you're watching an NFL game and you see those NFL cheerleaders who are never wearing enough clothes. Mm-mm. We used to have some really funny explanations for yep. our kids about yep. that. Yep. Um, oh, they left their clothes at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've gotten a little older. So what we else did we say? I don't think God counted those as lies. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. Um, I don't know. We can't smooth that over as easily yeah. as we used to be able to. But but you can make those conversations, you know, you can have those um, things as conversation starters to say, yeah, we should be wearing more clothing because we want to treat our body with dignity as the temple that it is. So I would just encourage all of us to start conversations about sexuality broadly at a young age. It doesn't have to be something where you're waiting for the talk mm-hmm. when your kid is 13 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in this day and age, you can't even do that anymore. It's too late. No, no. If, if you wait till you're 15 and say, let's talk about sex, your child's going to respond, what do you want to know? So, <laughs> I mean, that's the sad reality. But I would just add this. It should be an ongoing conversation. Yes. That's one of the things I would say. Right. Don't try to do it all at once. I want to add this. Parents, this applies to your daughters too. That's right. Okay, not just your sons. It's a little debated now, but roughly a third of porn is now viewed by women. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not just a guy issue. It's oftentimes been portrayed only as a male issue. Another thing, well, my my child hasn't expressed any interest or awareness of sex. You can still say, God designed us to keep our clothes on, to, to have our private parts covered, um, th- that it's not right to have one person humiliating another person or embarrassing another person or hurting another person. So there's ways to talk about this to where when your kids see porn for the first time or are exposed to it, they know that's not God's design. That's right. That's not pleasing to him. Yeah, so we have to build up this ideal. You know, um, 
building up what the relationship between men and women should be so that when our kids see this terrible um, farce in pornography, they yeah. say, wow, that that's not good at all. That's a distortion. That's right. That's evil, and I don't want to have any part of it. Well, that's, that's our prayer. That's our hope for our kids. Folks, thank you so much for listening, and please tune in to the second part of this podcast where we will get into the specific guidelines, strategies, and resources for porn-proofing your kids. We will get into the how in the next episode. Once again, thank you for listening. Please email us your questions, your comments, your thoughts at intersect at And once again, thank you. Okay, see you next time.